Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald, Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined this week on the other line by Michelle Kaufman, our Hurricanes beat writer at the Herald, uh, joining us from beautiful Albany, New York. Uh, Michelle, how, how are things going up there? It's, it's tournament time. It's There's some snow on the ground. Spring has sprung. Uh, well, what's it like I don't know there? about spring. I, I wouldn't say spring. It's very much winter. I have my parka. Uh, it, it stopped snowing. It is sunny out, but it's, it's very cold. I mean, it's 38 degrees and windy, so it's, it's cold. I would not say it's spring, but, um, but it's nice. It's the state capital and uh, state capital of New York. And, uh, the arena is called MVP arena and it's right in the middle of downtown. It's where Sienna plays Sienna college. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those arenas where you can just walk from the hotels and the restaurants, you can walk to the arena. So it might be kind of a fun atmosphere that, you know, Indiana, I'm sure will travel well. And, and um, you know, maybe some of the other teams too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how Miami fans turn out, but obviously we've got uh, some pretty, a lot of story. I mean, Miami is one of the teams that's kind of surrounded by one of the, the big storylines going into the weekend, obviously with the status of Norchad Omir. Um, definitely one of the big injuries. A lot of people are monitoring actually that, that little section of the bracket has a lot too, because Houston's Marcus Sasser, uh, number one seed up there, an- another one of those key injuries. Um, we're recording this, we should say, um, Wednesday evening. Uh, so this will be, they will practice Thursday, might have a clearer picture on what exactly North Shadow Mirror's availability will be between now and tip off. Although I would guess they're going to probably be vague, um, you know, because that's what college coaches tend to do with injuries. Um, but he was out there today. Uh, a little bit of practice was open to people before they uh, traveled up to Albany. And, and he was out on the court, stretching, shooting a little bit. Uh, I think some people have pointed out not really walking with much of a limp. So seems like a positive development. What, um, again, noting that a lot of things can change and you're going to have a much People will have a much better sense of his status when we get closer to tip off. Just what what's the latest there? What's the sense that you get about a whether he will be available for round one, and b if he is like I don't know how where where is he on like a percentage wise? I don't I don't need to put a specific percentage, but what what's the sense that you're getting right now about where he is at in terms of availability and strength? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously Coach Larnega has been around the block a few times, so he's not going to reveal too much. He's going to be pretty cagey. Um, You know, he all he did is stretch and shoot. Um, Mm -hmm. I do believe that tomorrow he's going to try to actually practice. They have a practice around one o'clock tomorrow. I will be there Um, and we're going to have a much better sense, you know, if he can cut, if he can run, if he can jump, you know, shooting and stretching are very different, which Coach K I mean, I'm sorry, Coach Al pointed out and said, you know, if it was a stretching contest or a shooting yes. contest, I'm sure he'd do fine. But we're not sure if he can run. We're not sure if he can jump. Um, so, you know, I, I think the fact that he's even on his feet and participating in any way in the practice is more than I thought it was going to be at this point. Mm-hmm. And I would not be surprised if maybe they would hold him unless he's really just has a miraculous recovery. But Maybe they would try to play without him uh, for Drake and then make sure, you know, if if it's possible that he could play for Indiana. Yeah. Um, that's the game where they really, really need a big they man. Need, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They need a big man. And, um, you know, with Trace Jackson Davis, 
Um, it will be very hard for anybody on Miami's roster to handle him anyway, but without, with Norchad, they have, you know, they have a chance with him. Mm -hmm. So I could see maybe if he's, if he's okay to dress, maybe they dress him for Drake, but just hold him. And then if they don't, yeah, if they don't need him. And if they could win without him, fine. If they do decide they need him, they could try to put him in. I don't know. Um, I, I just think, don't think we know yet. But the fact that he's walking, the fact that he was at practice, the fact that he's going to try to have a full practice tomorrow, those are all positive signs. And that is a really, really big story on all the brackets. I mean, there are so many skeptics now. Um, there were already skeptics. People were getting a little skeptical because – the collapse against FSU. Yeah. Uh, Miami lost two of its last four games, and the wins that they had were, you know, in the final possession. So yeah. they, a lot of the know, metrics they were not aren't, are not great for Miami necessarily. Um, but yes, yeah, and, and obviously that comes. And I, I think, you know, we this is probably a good chance to quickly talk about the ACC tournament, which we talked about previewing, which we previewed a little bit last week. Um, Omir gets hurt in that Duke game very early in that Duke game in the first couple of minutes. Um, and Miami still like went blow for blow with Duke had a real shot to win that game to the end, kind of like down for the entire second half could never quite get over the hump. If they win that game, I think that probably changes the perception a lot of Miami. They get that rep then as well, not just yeah. only, you no, know, maybe, yeah, it's maybe just, they win yeah. the ACC tournament, but you get that rep as you're the tough team that can win without your star. But honestly, that was a really encouraging performance. It's, it's a reason why. You know, looking at this Drake game, no matter Omir's availability, like I, I've not seen a lot of people picking that as the five twelve upset necessarily. I think people really have a lot of belief in Jim Larinaga and Isaiah Wong, um, and um, just the program and the way that they've played. They've won obviously a lot of close games, probably some close games that shouldn't have been close games, but still they they've been good. They're they've been competitive against everyone, right? They've, they've not been. I think probably count on couple fingers how many times they've been kind of beaten no they really have been this blown year. out this not, year not very often um right they had big runs big streaks big yeah. win streaks no they were they were very consistent it's just you know the last the last four games were very very tight and yeah. you know losing omir has some people skeptical i have seen some people picking drake you know to beat them but uh i don't know i still think miami even if omir can't play um, I still see them beating Drake. Yeah, and I think they have to have a ton of confidence. Just, yeah, they would be confident no matter what. I think that's a confident bunch. And Jim Laranega, again, like, he, his teams never tend to lack confidence, um, even when they've had some some rough years, right? But um, the fact that without – Omir goes out and they still took Duke all the way to the wire, like – can't really ask yeah, for Duke much team, more, right? right? Like that, you know. Exactly, two, and this is a Duke team that a lot of people are picking now to make the final four. I know, to yeah. Make this they're like the hottest. They're the, the final they're four, the hottest eight. team in the country, right? And like Miami, they're the hottest their team. Second right. they're best the player should have probably beaten them, or easily could have right. beaten them. Right. Yeah, I agree. Duke is the hottest team right now. One of the hottest teams. Everyone is high on Duke right now. Miami came very close without Norchad O'Meara, you know, very close with Duke. So I don't know if you saw, but the uh, UM put out a, a I, tweet, I, yeah. like a little video thing 
it's it's like a little video, kind of the underdog theme that they're now. So that's kind of like their new thing, their little motto. You didn't pick us before, so why start now? Don't pick us. Yeah. It's like all the players and even Coach L saying, don't pick us, don't pick us. You didn't pick us before, don't pick us now. So, you know, I think it, it um, most, you know, a lot of people still, it's like, show me, show me, show me. You know, they're, they're not, they're not convinced. A lot yeah. of people are not convinced. A lot of people are still skeptical is the word I would use of UM basketball. Even with all that they've done, they still sort of have to prove themselves. But I think they're going to kind of use that as a motivator. I think they're, you know, that whole no respect kind of thing. Um, even though they've got more respect this year than before with Isaiah Wong getting player of the conference yep. and all that. All American. Um, popping up I do all think these still all at the lists. end of the day. Yeah. He's doing really well on the all American list. Yeah. They're getting more respect than they did before, but all in all, people are still a little bit afraid to pick Miami to, to go deep. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm well, we'll get into our like overall picks a little bit later. I mean, I, I understand that skepticism, but let's start just specifically with the Drake game. Um, Michelle, tell me about Drake. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about them. That was a, an easy, you know, I I knew pretty much no matter who Miami was playing, I was going to write them right into round two at least. Uh, I did not spend a whole lot of time thinking about Drake when I when I went and made my pick on my bracket. But what, what have you right. learned yeah. about them? Right. Well, I've learned for one thing, I, I did know the only thing I really knew about him is that the Drake Relays is the most is the most famous uh, Drake sporting event, which is, you know, this track and field meet that's been yes. going on since the year, you know, 1906. And like Carl Lewis ran in there and Jesse Owens. And, you know, so they have a great track tradition. But I also did learn that they do have some they do have some basketball lore. Uh, they they made the final four in 1969 and they almost they lost by only three points to UCLA, Lou Alcindor and John Wooden. It was a really close game. They came down to one point um, and that team was really, really good. The 1969 uh, final four team of Drake. But in more recent years, um, their coach is really good. Darian DeVries, this coach, um, he's he was named as. A lot of people were mentioning him as um, like maybe to take over Notre Dame or to take over mm-hmm. some of these other openings. He's kind of a, a hot name now for, yeah, you know, he, he was may a, not a be a Drake assistant for a this. long time, like 20 long years. Long time Creighton us. assistant. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long he'll be at Drake, but um, he's had five years and all five years he's had 20 plus wins five years in a row. Uh, they're 27 and seven this year, 13 and one in their last 14 games. They've only lost one of their last 14 games. And one of the wins was they upset Bradley in the M- Missouri Valley conference final. They won the championship over Bradley. Um, their conference player of the year is the coach's son. Um, his name is Tucker, Tucker DeVries. He's a six, seven sophomore, really, really good shooter. I mean, He's a catch and shoot shooter. He's not like the most athletic guy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Miami players will be more athletic, but he's a really, really good shooter. Um, conference player of the year. He averaged 18.9 points. He had 32 points twice this season. He put up 32 points. So, uh, you know, he's really, really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they've got, they've got some veteran players who have been around for a long time. They've got this guy, Roman Penn, who's like 25 years old, and they have another big guy. Um, everyone's talking about the IU big guy, but they have a big guy too, Brody, who's 6'10 and 275. 
So that's another one where without having a mirror, that's a really big, hefty body, 275 pounds, 6'10". Um, so they have some size. They have experience. They're very good shooters. And their coach has really, really been good. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's not going to be an easy. I don't think yeah, it'll be five easy. 5'12 never are. It's not like it's not like they're a three seed, right? You, you're, when you're five seed, you're, you're favored, but you get a tough matchup. So, yeah. And I'll tell you, yeah. the, the one thing other than obviously the Omir injury, if he's hurt, like it changes everything. Like if he can't go at all, it hurt, changes everything. But the father-son thing freaks me out in the tournament, right? How many how many times? Uh, Valparaiso, obviously. Uh, with the Drews, uh, I, I always think of R.J. Hunter when they – I can't remember who they beat that year at Georgia State. Um, and a lot of times when it's a mid-major and there's a coach's son, like go look up the recruiting profiles. Those guys a lot of times are overqualified for that level. Tucker DeVries, was a, he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. So, like like you said, not the – more of a catch-and-shoot guy, but that guy was a guy who had – you know, he had a Creighton offer. He had – uh iowa state he had a florida offer like he, he went to play for his his dad yeah Drake, he wanted to so. play for his dad yeah, yeah. he could have played a lot of places and he wanted to play for his dad so this he's a very very good player i mean yeah. he's the conference player of the year he's only a sophomore um so he's going to be you know they're going to have to definitely be on the lookout for him it's not going to be an easy matchup but i think that miami has uh, overall better athleticism, probably. Yeah. I mean, it feels like Miami, I mean, the story of their season is they get in shootouts and they win shootouts. And it, this feels like it kind of has the makings for another one of them. Could definitely be one of the more fun games, I think, of the first weekend. Would not be surprised if this is one of the highest scoring games of the first weekend. Um, again, I, I think Miami, um, between Isaiah, Jordan Miller, Nigel Pack, you know, Wuga Poplar has been playing better. Like, They've got the horses that they should be able to beat a team like Drake, but obviously it's March and, and not Omir's status will affect a lot. But um, again, Miami was a team I've I've liked all year. (laughs) Right. It affects them emotionally too, because, you know, just the players, if he gets to play, it's an emotional lift. Yeah. If he's just sitting on the bench, you know, deep down inside the players will, they can't help it. I'm sure yeah. they will feel like it's going to be a bigger job without him. And if they, if he does get to play, they'll get an emotional lift. So yeah. it is, it is a pretty big factor that one player, because he's, he's the only big guy, you know, really he's the main presence inside, yeah. you know, the guards, if one guard can't go, there's other guards that can fill in, but there's really nobody who plays the way he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, pro- that's the key point of this, right? I said, when he got hurt, I saw a lot of, Miami people being like, that's Miami's best player. That's Miami's most important player. Like what, whatever you wanted to say, he's not their best player. Like I say, Wong's their best player, but I, he's their most important player. Just be, he's the most irreplaceable player, certainly on the team. And yes, again, yeah, absolutely. When, when you talk about the emotions, I, that's why I think playing well against Duke was really important. Um, you know, if they had, if he gotten hurt and they had lost that game by 20 points, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be feeling that great about very this team. Deflating. With whether yeah, or not they were feeling they were good deflated. about it. Yeah, they were yeah. not. They they feel like they, I'm sure they came out of that game feeling like they were better than Duke and should have beaten Duke. And um, you know, it'll be. I think the ACC has sort of, I would say, sort of been disrespected, right? I mean, they kind of have been thought of not as great all year. What the highest seeded ACC team is Virginia as a four seed. I cannot remember that ever happening. Um, before no. maybe it happened last year. I don't remember who, how high the, the highest seeded team was, but 
That well, North same. Carolina. Well, they were an eight seed. Yeah. Well, I guess Duke was a was uh, I think seeded pretty highly. No, Duke was but, a high seed. Yeah, yeah, Duke was a high seed. I think they were a two seed. Um, but so the ACC was kind of disrespected all year long. This will be, you know, the tournament obviously can change everything. Last year the ACC was kind of disrespected, and then had two teams in the final four and what, like five teams in the sweet 16 and mm-hmm. three teams, in the elite eight, like, you know, you know, it's, it's always hard to judge until you get to March and even March is not the best indicator, but uh, you know, if the ACC is better than people think Miami shouldn't have a problem with Drake, but um, again, it's, it's really hard to predict when there's so many unknowns. And then also obviously the, the unknown of like, Drake has never played a team, you know, hasn't played a team like Miami, probably. Miami hasn't played a whole lot of teams like Drake. And then the unknown of of what this team will look like with either without Norshad or with him limited to whatever capacity he will be. Uh let's yeah. let's kind of move on to the bigger preview of the region. Uh you mentioned Indiana. That is, I think a lot of people when, you know, you obviously, you know, when you're a four or five seed, you, you immediately kind of look to what's that next game, right? How, how you, you carve out the path to how do you get to the final four? Um, that Indiana game, you mentioned Trace Jackson Davis, you know, that's, uh, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but that, that's the, if I'm worrying about whether Miami can make a run to me, it's an Indiana game. If they can get past Indiana, if they can get past the first weekend. You get Omir a little bit more time to get healthy. You know, I think they can compete with anyone else they would run into. The Indiana thing scares me a little bit because Trace Jackson Davis is, you know, probably the best second best big man in the country behind Zach Eady. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's without he's Omir. That, without two, Omir, I mean, it'll be a real problem. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of player, you know, if it were if they were playing a team with a bunch of small quick guards, you know, that's different, but having a guy like him, you know, 21 points, 11 rebounds, lefty, you know, really yeah. just dominant, a dominant force. And a vet. He's 23 like, years they, old. They do, like it's not like they, he's just, you know, Miami's strength right. for so much of the last couple of years has been their experience and they kind of don't have that on on a team like Indiana. Right. Yeah, so it's uh that's going to be that's going to be a tough, that's going to be a tough challenge, you know, even with Omir, yeah. that's a tough challenge. Yeah. Even with, even with it's an, it's not a great matchup either way, because as you mentioned, like Trace Jackson Davis is going to take 18 shots or something. Right. And that means a lot of defense that Miami centers are going to have to play and potentially foul trouble, all that kind of stuff. So when I, yeah, when I, when I look at the bracket and think about who can come out of the region, like Indiana was a team. I mean, I've kind of liked Indiana all year long because I'm a big fan of Trace Jackson Davis, but uh the Indiana Miami matchup is is one that on paper is not great for Miami, but again, I I mentioned Miami. How many times have they? I, I wish I had. I should pull their schedule up, but like as we mentioned, they have not had a lot of games where they've been blown out. Um, no, no, and they've like, played with everybody, and they've beaten. Like, you know, that, they've, they've they have a lot of quality wins. You know, they it they, makes them very. Un, it kind of makes them very unpredictable in the tournament. Where again, like because they're in a five twelve matchup, that's a pretty ripe upsets by yeah Miami only has one uh kind of crazy I didn't realize that only one loss by more until actually the the Duke loss was their second biggest loss of the season before that they only had one loss bigger than three points or four points yeah I mean that's 
So six points. Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing. I mean, that's not, they didn't have any slip ups. I mean, most right. teams slip up every now and then, you know? Yeah. And they really didn't. They've been so consistent. Yeah, the closest thing they had was the Florida state game, right? Because the Florida, Florida state's state really game. Bad. That was a disaster. And even that yes. they lost by, yeah. One. So like, um, so to me, that makes Miami a very tough team to predict, predict. Obviously the very nature of the tournament is it's unpredictable. Again, I, I went right away and wrote the, you know, I did not hesitate with them in the Drake matchup. Again, we've as we've noted, Drake's not, you know, Drake's pretty good. 12 seed, some talent, really good coach. Um, but like I wouldn't be surprised if I, you know, if they don't have Omir, I'd be a little surprised if they beat Indiana just because I do not think that's a good matchup. But if they're fully healthy, like I'm I'm or even if Omir can give them 18 minutes or something against Indiana, like there's no one in that, no, really no one in the field that I feel like uh, is like clearly better than them necessarily. Um, you know, they, I don't know if they're good Houston? enough. Yeah. I mean, You're Houston is the number Houston. one team in the country in Ken Palm. Um, yeah. And they have their guys hurt too. Marcus Sasser yeah. hurt his hand. Um, I mean, Houston's obviously really good and very good defensive, kind of a contrast in some ways with Miami. They're always a great defensive team. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I don't, I, I'll tell you, I don't have Miami going to the the final four, but, uh, the way that they play, like, I mean, it's kind of the same thing they did last year, right? They could beat anyone. They could lose to anyone. That's yeah. been a lot and of they were, they were beating Kansas. Them. They were beating Kansas at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which no one would have predicted either. No one predicted that that team, that team was going to make the elite eight. They weren't even ranked the entire season. They were never ranked once. Yeah. So I think that's why that little motto they have, eh, you didn't pick us before. Don't pick us now. Let us go do our thing. And, you know, don't, don't pick us. It's okay. And, and the, the injury does kind of like set them up perfectly to like lean into that because anyone you had a reason to be skeptical. And again, there, there are reasons, you know, the ACC was down this year. Um, they've had, you know, every game is close. <laughs> that's not typically how you like, you know, we were watching it with the Miami heat, right? Like, they, they play close games every every night. You're going to lose some of those. I and mean, they've, they've lost mm-hmm. some bad teams because of that. Um, and again, like a lot of their their defense is not good. Um, a lot of their met, you know, the, they're not highly ranked in the net or Ken Palm or a lot of these predictive measures. Um, and the Omir injury, if you're skeptical of them, it gives you the perfect reason to write them off. But um, I, I still like him in the Drake matchup. I don't like him as much in a hypothetical Indiana matchup. Um, do you, do you do a bracket? I'm curious. Like I, it's, it's hard when you come to the do, team, right? You I don't want to pick bracket. against them. I did a, I did a bracket. I did a bracket with my daughter. We did a family bracket. Uh-huh. And uh, it's always the, for my daughter, especially who went to Duke and it, also yeah. loves Miami. Miami is her first, you know, that was her first love. And right. then she yeah. was a Duke student. So that sort of overrides the UM. But her dilemma is always picking what she wants to happen versus picking what she thinks will happen and she doesn't she wants to pick her teams to go really really deep anyway this year she decided to be bold and uh and pick duke to go all the way to the championship game and lose to houston by the way okay there you go so she's got houston Uh, over miami then she's got houston yes and but uh she picked miami she and i with my input uh we both (laughs) picked together we picked Miami to beat Drake and to beat IU, which is a reach. I thought it was kind of a reach, but we decided, you know, she said, let's just be bold and do it because otherwise yeah. it's boring. 
Well, I'll say all the favorites, you know, I'll say all year. I thought, you know, when I was watching Miami, I thought this is a second weekend team, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's obviously the the tournament is all about matchups and, and again, the the injury hangs over everything, but um, that's why I, I feel like, you know, Miami could go out in round one, certainly, because that defense is not that good. And and that the defense is the reason it's very it's very hard to imagine them going all the way. Like teams with that deep with a defense as lowly ranked as Miami, I think it would be unprecedented. Like I, I don't know for sure, but very, very rare that a team that does not have a, a excellent defense wins wins it all. But they could certainly string together three, four, five wins and and get pretty deep in this tournament. Um, that is a, a pretty open tournament. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my bracket right now. I, I, I don't have any one seeds in the final four. Like, obviously I'm going out on a limb there, but like, uh, who do you have? Who uh, do you have? I, well, I, I got UCLA winning it all. I, I thought all year they're the best. Oh, team, wow. Actually. Okay. Um, you know, I, Alabama Baylor, like I, I was, I went back and forth a million times on that one and it might flip flop again. I like Creighton out of that region too, but what did you think about Marquette? Do you like Marquette? No, I saw I saw a stat that on teams that were unranked in the preseason and wound up being top two seeds um, have never made the Final Four, um, and typically oh. don't even make it out of the first weekend, and or don't make it past the Sweet Sixteen. And both Purdue and Marquette fall under that criteria, which is why I mean you mentioned a lot of people Duke has become a trendy pick like Kentucky with that surprise. Like I know they've been a kind of a mess all year, but they're a six seed and all, all of a sudden that region looks very winnable. Um, that's the one I have no idea what to do with that, that, that region. Mm. Um, and then uh, I like UCLA and then I went with Texas out of Miami's region. Um, okay. So yeah, Texas is good. I think Texas is a good pick. Yeah. I, I think again, it's, it's really wide open. I think, I mean, Miami is, Probably not quite, you know, I think every year you go in and you probably you say how many teams can win the champ, win it all. Um, I think this year people would probably go like 10 deep almost, um, you know, Alabama, you know, all the, all the top two seeds, I think are certainly in play. And then, um, you know, Baylor, I think what just won the championship two years ago, they've got some of that cachet still built up. Um, yeah. You know, the, and the final four is in Houston, you know, the final yeah, exactly. four is in Houston. You know, so, you know, there's the all these Texas East. schools. The yeah, Texas exactly. schools are going to have home, home court advantage. But I, 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 Miami's probably not in that tier of like, if you went through and just were like in this, who, how, how many teams do you think could win the title? Probably not quite, but they're, they're in that next group. And, and if, you know, if wackiness happens, then um, they've certainly got a shot and, and it, they, and they make things wacky, right? Miami is kind of a tailor made, like, uh, you fall in love with them team because they're going to score uh, 85 points a game. Yeah. And you never know if Nigel Pack all of a sudden hits, you know, yeah. six threes in a row or, you know what I mean? He can be very streaky and, uh, you know, Wooga Poplar uh, showed that he can also be streaky with the three. So who knows? Yeah. yeah that's why I who think knows? they're like nothing that happens to them this weekend would surprise me. I, again, I think a championship would surprise me, but a long run would not surprise me. And, just because you know five twelve, those there's usually at least one of those upsets, and usually two in the tournament. Like that's a that's a, not a great spot to be in, especially when your centers is hurt. But nothing would surprise me this weekend. Uh, hopefully, we get to see Norshad Omir. Uh, I, I think if he is healthy, that Indiana potential matchup would be really really fun. So hopefully, we yeah. get it. Um, you know, the thing with that matchup is he does. 
he has had, and he's gotten better at it. He's worked at it, but he does get in foul trouble. He has had a habit of getting in foul trouble. And against a big guy like that, the thing is, Norchad is, he's so big and strong that he doesn't move. Like he doesn't budge when guys, when guys slam into him, he's like a tree trunk and he doesn't move. So he, they, they don't get calls against him, but he, he get he has a, a tendency to, to get some fouls and he's, he's been trying and been, you know, studying that about himself and trying to be better, which he has, he's much better now than he was at the start of the season of that. Mm-hmm. But if he picks up a couple of quick fouls against a big guy, he's going to have to sit down for half the game, yeah. you know? So that's going to be, that's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge for him. Yeah. For him, I mean, just for his sake, I hope he gets to play because he's been one of the, oh yeah one of the great stories, one of the great underrated stories in college basketball this year. I mean, you, from, from day one, it was kind of clear that he was – I think we actually, even when he transferred, we were pretty excited about him because he was the – what conference is Arkansas State? Are they a Sun? Like he was conference player of the year there, right? Sunbelt. He was Sunbelt player of the year. Um, comes Sunbelt over, player of the year, the first, first felt, Nicaraguan ever to play yeah. in college basketball, ever, Division One. Yeah, you and know, he came over it. to Miami, and right away the coaching staff was like – they were like they weren't being shy about hyping him up necessarily. Um Right. Uh, obviously, right. It, it, you, and he's got such a magnetic food. personality. Yeah, he's got the he's got his catchphrase. food. He's got a big smile. He's just a fan favorite from day one. He was from a day fan one favorite. from he's the so preseason. Magnetic. Honestly, it was like from the preseason yeah. before there was even a game. So I really hope he gets to play. Um, yeah, and you kind of want to see. I mean, in March, you hate to see a team not be able to play to their fullest potential. You know, you want to see all the teams at their best. You want all these injured guys to be able yeah. to play. Because it would be just a shame, you know, them, Houston, whoever's injured, you know, it, it's it would really be a shame for the, the whole season to, you know, to play so well all season and so consistent all season. And then because of an injury, not to really show what they can do. So, it, you know, would I really do hope for his sake and the team's sake and the fans that everybody gets to see the teams at their best. Yeah. Um, I'll say my one prediction for this weekend, a stressful game one. I don't think it's going to be easy no matter what. As we said, not a lot of blowouts either way for Miami this year. So I'm not expecting yeah, anything different. All their games, the, been, yeah, it, yeah, it comes down to the wire. It comes down to the wire. And, yeah. and you know, this Tucker guy is, I mean, he's good. He's good. And he's, you know, very, very good shooter. They're going to have to really play some good defense on him. And and um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But but we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited. They're They're practicing tomorrow. At around one o'clock. So I'll be there and I'll shoot some video and put it up on Twitter right away. So everybody can, can start guessing and assessing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be uh lots of, lots of, a lot of uh, like Zapruder filming, whatever clips we get <laughs> of uh, Norshad Omir in practice on Thursday. Um, but I guess that'll all be old news uh, by the time people are listening to this anyway. Um, if you are listening to this ahead of tip off, be sure to follow Michelle Kaufman on Twitter. She's at Kauf Sports. She's up in Albany uh, with your coverage of the entire weekend. Hopefully, uh, a multi day affair for the Canes, and and hope you know. Hopefully, we'll see even a little bit more because uh, again, this team has been really fun all year, and it would be a shame for them to go out because of something that's ultimately kind of beyond their control. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. I'll be tweeting about the tournament because I like watching the. NCAA tournament and it's the best time of year as we've said a lot of times so um, I'm very excited for this weekend very excited for that Miami 
Drake matchup and very, very excited for a potential Miami-Indiana matchup if we get there. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Have fun.